the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammer Down Racing Report studio. It's the Hammer Down Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. And that is not Ron Miller sitting over there. That is Mr. John Nida. And uh, we'll be talking to him, legendary uh, sprint car driver, racer, uh, businessman, founder of Sod. Uh, so we'll be talking to him tonight. He's our guest. And Ron's actually on the road on the way back from picking up a bunch of tires. So if uh, you're in need of some tires, Ron Miller Race Cars, he's the guy. He's got a, a U-Haul full coming back. And so we'll get him on the phone here momentarily. In uh, the meantime, I want to mention Oakshade Raceway. We're the fastest meet to race. Going to kick off their season, hopefully, this Saturday night. I know it's uh, we've been struggling with uh, the weather and everything. I stopped yeah. out there. Uh, I think it was uh, Saturday afternoon this past Saturday. It was there were infield full of water, but that was before we've had these 80, 90-degree days. So. <laughs> it's tough on promoters, no doubt. Oh, yeah. They were out there uh, working on things. So uh, hopefully we'll be set for this weekend. Uh, they're going to kick things off with the Oakshade uh, Attica Late Model Challenge Series, uh, as well as Sportsman Dominator Superstocks and Compacts. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. And uh, if you're a racer... Uh, make sure you stop by the Oakshade Raceway website, oakshaderaceway.com, and uh, fill out uh, the forms under driver info. There's two forms. One you can print out and uh, turn in with your registration, 15 bucks. And the other one is the uh, media form. That's for me. So if uh, you have sponsors that you want promoted uh, up in the tower, uh, for me and whoever's helping me uh, on a particular night, uh, we'll have that information as well. If you don't want your sponsors mentioned, don't go to the website. Don't <laughs> fill that out. It's a simple online form. You don't have to do anything there. Uh, just click submit. Freeze frame photos, uh, good time to uh, call Charlie for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. Uh, they have all your favorite drivers. I bet you they probably have some shots of, uh, of you. Definitely. Because uh, no he's got some old, uh, I mean, I'm saying, not saying you're old or anything, <laughs> but he's, he's got some classic photos. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, he does uh, special photo shoots by appointment, um, and they have all these uh, uh, cool trinkets items that you can put these uh, photos on too. Yeah. Uh, check them out on Facebook at uh, freeze frame photo online or uh, give Charlie a call 419-476-9978. And uh, of course, big D's pizza subs, ribs, chicken, and more And Clyde. Call them right now. 419-547-1444. Or you can order online at order big Check out that new pizza burger topped with pizza sauce, pizza cheese, and pepperoni on a toasted bun. Uh, have you had uh, Big D's? Mm, tasty. No, I haven't, no, but uh, it's a little bit far away for us to order. Right I know, now. and for some reason he won't deliver to us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check out uh, Big D. We'll be giving away some uh, Big D's pizza uh, a little bit later for uh, tonight's How Many. also got to thank uh, Rambler Race Cars and uh, Dominator Race Products, uh, additional sponsors with us here on the show tonight. Uh, before we get too far into things, uh, let's uh, bring in our, our co-host, Mr. Ron Miller who's, like I said, on the road. So hopefully we won't make him cause an accident. <laughs> or he won't uh, go through, and I think he was down near Chillicothe. So okay. he, he may end up in an area where they don't have a signal. Well, that's Ron Miller. Hey, Ron, how are you? Hey, pretty good, Scott. Hi, Ron. Imagine, hear, imagine hearing from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were in a dead spot uh, down there in southern Ohio. No, 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 not yet. Uh, before we get too far along, you want to talk about what, what you're doing and why you're not in the studio tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, Mercy Mission. Um, we're, we're, I, I'm, 
I went to, uh, actually, I drove through the mecca of motorsports today. Went to uh, Tall City Tire uh, down in North Carolina to uh, pick up some tires for both Oakshade and Sandusky. And they'll be back uh, at Ron Miller Race Cars tonight. But, uh, no, I I went through... uh, Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, I, I don't know if you could hear it, but, uh, uh, my GPS was in my ear. Oh, no, I oh, couldn't hear that. Okay. okay. Well, I'll try to ignore her when she talks to me. Well, hopefully you'll be able to find any, your way any, back. Oh yeah. From here I can. Okay. I should shut her up, but, um, no, I went through, went through Mooresville, North Carolina. Indeed. Scott, what an amazing place. But I saw a culture clash. I saw a lot of Corvettes, but I saw a lot of Teslas. And, and that worries me in the mecca of motorsports um, when we're seeing a bunch of Teslas. Hmm. Hey, my brother's been trying to push for an electric car series out at Oakshade. Really? Yeah. He's got two electric cars. Um, like uh, 12 volt with a starter motor or something? No, he's got an electric, fully electric Ford Focus and a uh, Model 3 Tesla. Really? Really? Yeah. Well, if he wants to race them, I'll drive the Tesla okay. for him. <laughs> well, his uh, Escort, I think he only gets, uh, uh, well, he doesn't get very good mileage. He can only go so far on it. It's <laughs> things like on a leash. But uh, anyway. I see. We digress. Um, yeah. We're going to talk to John here momentarily. I want to go through our racing roundup from uh, action of last weekend. And uh, starting off with uh, a lot of rainouts, pretty much. Uh, yeah, definitely. Most of the places in our area were rained out, even though Saturday was beautiful. Uh, it turned out to be nice, but because of the rain we got early in the week yeah, and then later it, it, in the all, week. All the tracks took way too much. Yeah, so Attica rained out, Lima Land rained out uh, last Friday. Uh, Saturday was Oakshade, Fremont, Sandusky all rained out. Sandusky's got a kind of a, a cool deal they're doing this weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, a little bit later, Montpelier Motor Speedway uh, rained out over there in Indiana. A uh, couple places did get some action in. Flat Rock got their program in. Eric Lee was the uh, winner of the late model feature there. Greg Stewed, uh picked up the Street Stock feature win. Robert Stewart picked up his first feature win in the Street Stock B main. And uh, Bryce Thompson uh, was the winner of the figure eight class. Landon Schuster was really quick in qualifying and then uh, had some sort of brake issue in the street stock. But I, I think I think Flat Rock is going to be the, one of the bright spots in racing this summer. Um, Matt Swander made his way up to uh, Butler Motor Speedway. So uh, we don't usually cover but- Butler, kind of like on the fringe of our area. But uh, uh, new promoter this year, new owner right. this year, and they – they, they toughed it out, got the, the show in there. I guess they had a pretty good field they of had, uh, uh, sprint cars. Yeah, from, from what I was told, uh, the uh, uh, grandstand was spectacular. Uh, best crowd in 10 years. And uh, everybody was uh, very pleased. Uh, so at this point in time, uh, it looks like it may be a bright spot. And, uh, you know, the decision to run, it was a difficult one, I'm sure. And it certainly had to influence the racetrack itself, the surface, I should say. Uh, but well, still- I understand. I understand they've made some 
big improvements in the grandstands themselves. So the the fact that they had a packed grandstand was good. Yes, yes. They spent a lot of money, uh, five figures, on uh, trying to, uh, you know, uh, update the grandstand. So uh, sounds like everything's going in the right direction. And uh, Darren was running there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess he did pretty well. I know a lot of the uh, the Fremont regulars uh, made their way over there. Uh, Ricky Peterson ended up uh, winning the sprint car feature. Todd Sherman was the uh, winner of the modifieds. Uh, Bronson Means winner in the street stocks, and uh, Nick Gemina uh, won the uh, front wheel drive. I was actually looking at their street stocks. I was wondering if uh, my super stock uh, would fall under their rules up there. I know in the past it hasn't, but, uh, hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, it, it's kind of difficult, you know, the different names of different classes yeah. as to what, you know, is compatible. Uh, in, uh, some, uh, national series action, the uh, world of outlaw case construction late mile series was an action at Mississippi thunder speedway three nights in a row. Bobby Pierce, uh, won Thursday night, uh, Jonathan Davenport, Port, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Davenport, one on Friday night, Mike Marler uh, was the winner on Saturday up there in Wisconsin. Then the uh, World of Outlaw NOS Energy Sprint Car Series was in action last night. As a matter of fact, at Lincoln Speedway, Gettysburg Clash, Jacob Allen picking up the win out there. Don't normally talk about Formula One either, but uh, they were in the States uh, running down in Miami. The inaugural Miami Grand Prix was uh, Sunday, and that was won by Max Verstappen. And I saw an article, and I didn't read it all because I just kind of shook my head. So I don't now. I wish I would remember which uh, driver it was. Some driver was upset. Formula One driver was mm-hmm. upset that they weren't going to allow jewelry to be worn during a race, and he was. Yeah, gonna, I saw that. Okay, you saw it wasn't just me, and he was going to boycott. No, no, it wasn't a nightmare, Scott. It really okay. happened. I, I, I was like, I, I just shook my head and was like, I can't even read that. Life is tough. I, all I can't. Over, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't remember the driver's name, but yeah, you're correct. Oh boy! But he said he was. If that was the case, he's gonna. He's he's done, Hamilton. John Young says it was really. Yep, yeah. it was Hamilton. He's not gonna race if, if he can't wear his jewelry Man. that nobody can see because you got a fire suit and helmet and everything on. Jeez. Who cares? <laughs> wow. Unless maybe uh, I don't know the uh, Formula Ones. Do they have to meet a certain weight requirement? Yes, uh, I, it's it, it's a fascinating class because. Uh, Technology is uh, absolutely the master, uh, obviously, with the money they they spend. Uh, but you look at the things they've done with the cars. I don't know if you've seen this so-called halo yeah. they have over the cockpit now. I have. Uh, very interesting, and I could just I could just imagine some of the racers sitting there saying, "Oh, I can't see with that thing in front of me," because you know, the front part is right in front of the driver. That yeah. splits. Uh, but also, uh, well, it, I saw where they were John, changing uh, wheel sizes for this year, uh, going to much John, larger. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't the Indy cars uh, put that post in front of the driver, too? I don't know. Maybe they did. I, I haven't I paid so. much attention. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Okay. And that halo saved. Um, yes. Who was it? That one guy that went through the, the wall at uh, that one race. How long ago was that? It seems yeah. like a year ago. I think it was only last year. Okay, yeah. So. yeah. One of the first yeah. races, and that yeah. car split in half, and yeah. he climbed out of the fire. I was like, right. holy crap, I thought amazing. that guy was dead. Yeah, definitely, no doubt, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, you know, of course, it's all speculation, but would something like that have uh, saved Ayrton Senna when he uh, 
you know, died because, you know, he didn't have a broken bone in his body. It's just from that suspension part coming up and hitting his helmet, you know. Well, I think. You uh, never know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons they did that because it happened yep. too much. Yep. But uh, uh, NASCAR action, Joey Logano uh, picked up a controversial win in the Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway. Uh, apparently not making friends again, <laughs> uh, bumping. Um, who was it that he bumped? That was uh, William Byron out of the way. Uh, and he claimed that Byron had uh, pushed him up into the wall, you know, 10 laps prior to that. And that mm-hmm. was just, had he not done that, uh, Joey would have raced him differently. I don't know. I don't, I don't care about either <laughs> one. But Joey picked yeah. up the win. And Jeff Gordon was all pissed it, it, it off, was, too. And I don't well, I, yeah, been a Jeff Gordon it, fan that, either. That's but. It. Well, but that was his race car. He owns it, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. It seemed like there were a lot of bruised feelings last weekend. So maybe NASCAR is doing something right. Yeah, I guess it generates interest. <laughs> yep. Who's going to fight who this weekend? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Justin Allgaier was the uh, winner in the Xfinity race, the Mahindra Rocksor 200 at Darlington. And uh, in the trucks, Friday night, John Hunter Nemechek picked up the win in the yeah. Dead on Tools 200. And uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later because he had something thrown at him when he was doing his uh, uh, interview there on the front stretch. But uh, uh, a couple other notes, uh, Spoon River. Uh, what did I do there? I don't even know. I can't even follow my own notes. Uh, last night was uh, Flow Racing Night in America at Spoon River over there in Illinois. Brandon Shepard picked up the win there. And at the dirt track Charlotte, the XR Super Series late models, Chris Madden. Uh, winning down there. I heard good things about Spoon River. I've never yep. seen it. It was the first time I, I actually watched some of that race last night. I think it was the first time I watched it. I was like, it's a pretty nice little track. I see. Good. Yeah. And I guess it was really hot, too. And the track looked, uh, for it to be 90-plus degrees and sunny and oh. windy, the, it wasn't a terrible dust storm really? from what I saw. Good. So. Um, make sure to check out Dominator Race Products, uh, their new aluminum body washers. Not uh, They don't clean things, but uh, they hold things together. DominatorRaceProducts.com. Dominator Race Products has uh, body components and much more for dirt late models, modified sprint cars, street stocks, and more. DominatorRaceProducts.com. Or call them at 419-923-6970. Also available at reputable dealers across the USA, such as Ryan Miller Race Cars. I'm going to head out there, I think, uh, tomorrow. i got to pick up some things from Dominator. Yeah. Uh, and also, don't forget to call that guy on the phone there, Ron Miller Race Cars. Don't call him right now, though, 734-856-7223. He's got race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, and tires now. Uh, pretty, yeah. Pretty much everything a racer needs. Oh, by the way, those headers uh, that I got, they worked. Thank you. He's got Yay. Yay, they fit. Success. Yeah. Only took a while. but Street stock headers are sometimes a challenge, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we did okay. Yeah, I started up. They sounded mean. I was happy. Ooh. Yeah. It's got to be an extra 100 horsepower. It, from the rusty old things with holes in it? Yeah, those are the ones. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm, I'll hold you to that. So, uh, John Nida, joining us, our first uh, in-studio guest at our newest studio of our three-plus studios we've had. Uh, founder of the Sprint Cars on Dirt, uh, member of the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame, uh, 1978 Fremont Speedway track champion, uh, sod track sh- or the sod champion a couple times, uh, 91 Butler champion. Mm-hmm. A- am I missing anything there? 
Ah, uh, championship wise, no, that's about <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I did. Uh, I won the uh, American Wing Outlaw Dirt Nationals down in uh, Waycross, Georgia, uh, but that was just uh, you know a major event. It wasn't a series, uh, but uh, yeah. So that John, uh, we yeah. kind of go, we kind of go back, we we kind of go back a ways uh, yes. with the autocraft engines and uh, yes. Yes, we sure do. A lot, lot of lot of lot of things in common. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, before I got go get going here and forget, I, I wanted to mention one of my old time crewmen's. Uh, and this is back from the Fremont days. Uh, Greg Lowe, uh, a, a fire chief down in that area for many many years. But uh, today's his birthday, so uh, oh, we got all to right. say happy birthday, Greg and. Uh, we're hoping that uh, he doesn't celebrate too much so we can see him at Fremont Speedway Saturday night. <laughs> uh, now, we were, before we uh, came out of the air here, we were talking a little bit. Uh, you said you had the most success, actually, at Oakshade. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Oakshade uh, was my one of my favorite tracks, uh, probably my favorite track. Uh, uh, second was probably uh, the old oil butler. Um, great surface to run on. And that, that's what gave me the edge when I did win down at Waycross, Georgia, because it was an oil dirt track and people were clueless what to do with it. And <laughs> I had, uh, uh, a great chief mechanic with me down there, a guy by the name of Deuce Terrell, who is, uh, you know, really a legend in the sport and, uh, everything worked out well, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, what were, if you liked oil dirt, what were your thoughts on Brian? <laughs> Well, Brian wasn't quite as oiled as Butler, uh, or right, you know, or or even as much as uh, Waycross. Uh, actually, I don't think Butler was oiled as much as Waycross either. But uh, yeah, the oil dirt made it somewhat of a challenge to wash a car. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you you measured it in gallons of uh, kerosene or gasoline or. Some other yeah. product that is environmentally uh, unacceptable. Mineral spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you, you could afford, but uh, yeah, but uh, you know, my, uh, my 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 involvement, Kathy and I, my wife Kathy and I, uh, you know, have been involved with racing. Uh, I've been racing all my life. Uh, my my involvement in racing started in the first half of the last century. Uh, because uh, I uh, I went to my first race before I was even born, and uh, the first generation, uh, my father Wild Bill and Ida was extremely successful, uh, and people don't know that his sister Virginia also raced. Uh, was that sprint cars? Uh, no, he raced well at that time. Uh, hard tops, uh, modifieds—they okay. had a variety of names, uh, coupes. Uh, you know, you name it. But, uh, the old timey cars. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, but they were, uh, very popular. I mean, on a weekly program, uh, motor city speedway in Detroit raced three nights a week, none of which was on a weekend and they were televised live on WXYZ TV channel seven Wednesday yes. nights. Yes. Fred wow. Wolf. Yep. And, uh, so you don't remember Scott. Nope. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, in, in spite of being televised live, they packed the place. Just And in the, the class, the primary class, the uh, modifieds, uh, sportsmen's, hardtops, whatever, I think they call them primarily hardtops, um, 
they typically get 70 cars uh, just on a regular race night. And uh, everybody ran the races uh, starting according to their qualifying. If you were a fast qualifier, you started at the back of every race you ran. And uh, yep. that's a little different than today's racing. And it, it says a lot about uh, what technology has done. Uh, I, I guess I can use the word that has ruined racing <laughs> to a point. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, started out with my dad. And like I said, I, I went before I was born. Then I raced. And then uh, my son, Dane, you know, he raced. And um, our daughter's uh, husband, Adriana's husband, uh, Steve Irwin, known as Flying Zero, um, he's still racing, very, very successful, really kind of a master of the non-wing cars. And uh, he's been very helpful in Darren getting used to uh, non-wing micros when he ran them. And then uh, the Gen 4, we had two drivers, uh, Darren and his younger brother, Dylan. And um, Kathy and I were just talking. We wonder how long it is before uh, 11-year-old uh, Dylan, uh, comes out of retirement to race micros again. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> and we spoke to, uh, to Darren, what was that? A couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very good kid out there. He's, he's, uh, he's going to find victory lane soon. I think. He, uh, he has his head on straight. He's a, uh, honor student, uh, and, uh, very humble. And it's interesting when they asked him about, I think you asked him about the people in his school knowing about his racing. He says, just a couple of his close friends. So, you know, he's not out there, you know, beating his chest. But uh, out of all of us racers, out of the entire family, I guess we would have to say my aunt was the most successful because she retired uh, without ever uh, losing a race, uh, even though she only raced two. But uh, so two races. A perfect record. Yes, perfect record. But uh, two for two. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my dad had an astounding record also. And, uh, yeah, I didn't realize you were a second generation driver until Ron, you missed this since you're not in the studio. He actually did a lot of my work for me. He provided us with prep with all this paperwork. Really? Yeah. Three pages (laughs) worth. Oh my. I wish all of our guests did that. Make my life a heck of a lot easier. Ron, I'm practicing for my run at the presidency. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. So what, what, anybody but the one we've got. How how involved are you in in uh, in Darren's racing? Uh, only as a uh, supporter and a spectator. That's it. Uh, is his dad more involved then? Oh, his his dad is his dad owns the cars. Okay. Uh, he, he does all the work on him. He's chief mechanic. Uh, he, he, uh, Darren's uncle Steve Irwin. Uh, you know, is very, very supportive also, uh, you know, in helping them out with the cars. So, uh, you know, uh, they're the, the two people that, you know, do most of the work on the cars. There are several other people supporting them, uh, you know, some really good people behind them too. And, uh, so, so what were you doing at the go-kart track a couple of weeks ago up in Palmyra? I wasn't there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless I just don't remember, Ron. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, I've uh, I, I've congratulated a couple of people that have done well there because Darren has raced there in the past, and uh, you know Nathan Bevard, he's he's a regular there. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I I support them. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I really support any kind of racing you can think of. Um, you know, I've been involved in sprint cars. I can remember, I was trying to think how old I was, and I have to guess I wasn't any older than six years old when I sat in my first sprint car uh, up in Detroit. I wish I could remember whose car it was. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of lean towards sprint cars, but actually my favorite kind of race car uh, has been uh, full-blown super modifieds. Uh, but Asphalt? Uh, yeah. But where could you race them? Uh, you know, I mean, well, I, I wrecked one of those once. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bet you wrecked those yeah. pretty good. And you know, the thing that disappoints me about them right now is, you know, they're they're not technically super modified because they have engine restrictions. You know, they have height rules, they have weight rules. I'm talking about the, rules. Yeah, I'm talking about a completely wide open, but then again, intolerably intolerably expensive type of racing my second favorite type of racing is what you call the heavies the uh, east coast big block modifieds uh i, th- I think they're great too uh they are now yeah, yeah i i had about 12 years experience running those i remember uh, that, company the company i was working for had me had transferred me over to the albany new york area okay and uh i wound up running uh east coast mods for Okay. Yeah, almost 12 years. Fonda, sure. Lebanon Valley, Weedsport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Syracuse. When was the last time you strapped into a, a race car? Oh, geez. That to was, race in okay. actual competition. Uh, I ran uh, Dan McCarrad's car at the Fremont uh, when they had the, um, I don't recall even what they called it, associated with, you know, the Hall of Fame. And, uh, Actually, uh, it was kind of interesting because I hadn't been in a car in a while. And, uh, surprisingly, I, uh, not, no, 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 don't get mad, Dan. Uh, but I could fit in Dan's seat, you know, the first time I'd ever been in a full containment seat. And, uh, that was rather confining, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, um, I hadn't turned a single lap till we got to the track that night. Uh, we ran decent, uh, uh, before the 25 lap feature, Dan told me, now, if you get tired, you know, just go ahead, drop out, you know, but actually I ran the full race. I, I really could have run more. I didn't have a problem. Um, but I, I fought the car constantly. Uh, then we found out later, Dane, uh, Dane drove it and he said, how could you drive the car? And I said, well, you know, I just, you know, I, hadn't had you know much experience lately and i was doing what he could he says well the steering was broke and uh oh. so it explained the feeling i got when i would when the car wouldn't react the way i expected it to so i wish i would have had a chance to uh you know do it the right way but uh nevertheless, how, many, how many years ago was that oh man i'm trying to let me guess on that approximately five Okay, so yeah. it, was, it hasn't been that long then. No, no, not not that long ago. Maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> when did you affi- when did you officially retire? I never did. Okay, At race car drivers never do. Nope. Even if they say they do, they never, never did. They don't. I, uh, uh, I unfortunately, I, I I quit racing when uh, I told Kathy I would uh, put everything up for sale, and I would ask way too much money for it, and immediately from a uh, from Louisiana bought it for my asking price and uh so uh, and that surprised you oh crap oh yeah i i i I didn't know what i was doing (laughs) i have to claim 
insanity. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the sprints on dirt and that, how that all came together. How did that okay. uh, form? You, you put that together back in 1980. That uh, would have been uh, yeah. after you had had yeah. already been racing for quite a few years. So, yeah. so well, what, had, yeah, how did that come together, yeah. and why did you put it together? Okay. Well, yeah, I had uh, you know I had raced and I raced it with the uh, what you could call the. Uh, uh, predecessor of the all-star circuit of champions called Moss. Uh, I raced with them two years, uh, you know, in, uh, 75, uh, I finished fourth in points. Uh, what did, what did Moss stand for Michigan? Um, no, Midwest Outlaw Super Series. Oh, I and like that, my... Yeah, it, it actually was, uh, Ohio, uh, West Virginia, okay. uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Western Pennsylvania, but uh, I finished fourth in uh, 75. Harold McGilton won the championship, and Fred Linder, Kramer Williamson, um, Bobby Allen finished 10th, Johnny Oxter 11th, uh, Ferkel 13th, Bieber 15th. You know, a lot of those names are with the vintage American race car guys. Because uh-huh. I uh-huh. remember hearing these names from, from that. Do you, do you ever run with those guys? No. no. Uh-uh. They, no. Should, they should call you up and get you. I mean, anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, it's okay. But in 76, Opper, I ran Opperman with... Ever sh- Opperman ever show up at any of those? You know, I, I, I don't recall uh, seeing much of him, uh, Ron. Uh, he didn't finish in the top 15 in points either year. Oh, okay. Ran, so, not sure. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, so... What I did, I, I, you know, I always lived in Michigan. I never raced in Michigan. And I just, it, it bugged me because there were several dirt tracks in Michigan. And I just, you know, hadn't had the chance. And Butler was running what they call Butler Modifieds and getting huge car counts. And uh, once a year, they would open it up at the end to allow sprint cars to come in. So um, I, I went up there my first time up there. This was a time around when we bought the tires and grooved them ourselves. Uh, right. I, I went up there with one on grooved and I set new track record. <laughs> so that kind of oh, tells boy. you what the oil surface was like. Um, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. But, but nevertheless, I, I got together a meeting in uh, late 79 to see if there was any interest in maybe, you know, putting something together so we could run, some of the dirt tracks in Michigan and, um, the meeting was very successful. The unfortunate part about it was I didn't intend on coming out of there as the one that was going to have to do it. Uh, <laughs> but that's how it ended up. So I did. And, um, the rest is history. Uh, I owned sod for 39 years. We built it up, uh, you know, to a very, very successful, uh, series. Um, what was interesting in the early days, Ron, one of the very successful promoters I was working with advised me to uh, forego the honesty that uh, I told him I was going to base the group on. He says, tell the people what they want to hear. Well, I, I, I didn't take his advice, but there, there are times I wonder maybe if I should have. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, uh, I was able to uh, get the support of 31 marketing partners uh, uh, you know, in my last few years, uh, of actively running, uh, sprints on dirt and, uh, they respected the honesty, uh, and, uh, they appreciated, you know, the way I conducted business with them. I'm not so sure the racers did. I don't know that they really appreciated, uh, what they were able to get from me, but, uh, let me give you an example of what we did for them in 2018. 
I paid out uh, $90,867 and, uh, you know, point contributions. Actually, it was closer to 94000 when I refigured it. Uh, the uh, the champion got $9,420 and 12th got $1,133. Uh, in retrospect, I think maybe I paid out too much, uh, but nevertheless, uh, I, I get a, uh, kind of a chuckle out of it when I hear places bragging about how much they're going to be paying out for their point fund. Because like I said, this was 2018. And uh, we enjoyed a great relationship with our marketing partners. Uh, in particular, uh, you know, just to mention a few, uh, Molly was great for us. Uh, Hoosier Tire, uh, we could have done it without Hoosier, especially the last few years. Uh, Elaine on Automotive, uh, King Engine Bearings, uh, uh, Tim Engler down at Engler Machine and Tool. Um, they were very, very instrumental in our success, and I, I really appreciate them with uh, and all the others. But uh, it was all, everything I did those last three years I ran SOD uh, was based on a business plan that I took three years uh, setting up, and um, it proved to be very successful. We went to a spec tire. Uh, we allowed only one right rear and only one left rear. And we worked with Hoosier. We went out and we tested at Oakshade. Um, we had cars with different cubic inches. And um, they sent out a team. I mean, they didn't send out somebody. Uh, they sent out, I think it was like a half a dozen people. Hoosier did? Yes, yes. So, I mean, this was a full-blown, you know, serious attempt. And... Uh, it worked out great, and the tires actually uh, worked out great. I don't think you'll find another uh, series uh, that had a, uh, we called it uh, Beyond Limits because we didn't have any engine limits. We didn't care what size engine you wanted to run. Uh, you know. But we had 305s win races. We had 360s win races. We had 410s win races. Some of the older 410s that uh, you know, wouldn't be competitive uh, you know, today's day and age 410 racing. Uh, they did just fine. Uh, so overall, we were extremely successful. And this is why I feel people are really losing an opportunity right now to look at something of that sort. Now, of course, I'm speaking about sprint car racing. And sure. it's, it's you know m maybe limited. But at least with sprint car racing, if you had one right rear tire and one left rear tire, you eliminate who knows how many tires you won't find any teams that go to the tracks that can afford it, that have less than, uh, five left rears and probably four right rears, uh, compounds and so on. Well, uh, you knock that down to one of each and all of a sudden a the, uh, almighty, uh, stagger that everybody relied on uh, all of a sudden that's not important. Um, we had teams that didn't even bother checking the stagger until they got the car ready to go on the track. Then they may make a minor adjustment here or there to accommodate the stagger uh, instead of just the opposite. And what it does, it increases the importance of the driver ability to drive a car. You know, we, we had two types of racers. We had the racers that said, I can't run those tires. If I would have had a half inch more stagger, I would have won the feature instead of finishing 10th. And then we got the other side that look at them and say, watch me. I got a, We got a question here from uh, one of our listeners. And for some reason, I think this is 
this is leading somewhere. I don't know the answer to this, but I think this is a leading question <laughs> because he usually has he usually tries to <laughs> stir stuff up. But uh, he wants to know: Did you ever turn away a driver from uh, racing with with Sod because the driver was too young? Matt, you know I did. <laughs> okay, so you know Matt then. Yep. Okay, and Matt, you know it was a guy by the name of Scott's favorite driver, uh, Jeff Gordon. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Jeff was young and, you know, he had come in from the West Coast, uh, you know, he had quite a team supporting him, and they came to a villa. And uh, the sod rules at the time, uh, he was too young. He didn't meet the uh, requirements. So um, I, I have the – I'm guilty, Matt. I, <laughs> I did not allow Jeff Gordon to race with us, yes. Do you, re- do you regret that? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, r- rules are rules, you know, and uh, you know, I don't care if it's Darren or uh, Jeff Gordon or uh, or who it is. Uh, you know, it, it that's the way it has to be, Scott. You know, you may wish that you had you know different rules, but nevertheless, you didn't. You had to abide by what you had. Very good. Now, uh, you're 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 a businessman as well. Yes, and and you're very organized, as we can see. I know. You had mentioned something about uh, marketing per- partners' uh, expectations versus what they receive from the from the sport. Uh, yes. What want to expand on that? What yes. what exactly you mean by that? Okay, well, when when I raced, I, I was already getting very involved with uh, relationships with marketing partners because uh, my my best year, I received over sixteen thousand dollars in cash from sponsors. Plus, I did not buy a single tire and not, did not pay anything for my uh, engines and maintenance. I'm definitely doing things wrong. Then. <laughs> well, but it, it took a lot to accomplish that, Scott. And, and I see it myself as the, from the other end. I see it every, you know, all the time. Um, okay, what do you, you know, people come to you with their hand out. You know, what, what are you going to give me? And uh, what I've always done, Scott, uh, I uh, always – maintain a high level of communication with my marketing partners. I put them in a position where they felt that they were receiving more than they expected. And I hope I actually was giving them more, you know, but we kept our name out there constantly. And, you know, there is one good thing about social media nowadays is that so much of it can be free or extremely low cost. So I made sure all of these marketing partners were always heard and seen one way or the other. And, uh, I never missed an opportunity to, you know, get their name out there. And, uh, it made a difference. And and now, you know, I, I I see it now. I see so many people, you know, saying they want a sponsor, they get a sponsor and then they never mentioned a sponsor. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, something you really have to work at. You know, you be, have to be very Oak Shade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Guys, Free Stream Photos, Dominated Race Products. Want to thank them once again. Okay. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Okay. Just, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, a matter of uh, you want something from them. What are you going to give them? Because you're talking about a business relationship. Now, if you want to talk about a friend sponsoring you, okay, that's a totally different story. But generally speaking, that's not where you're going to make out best. So you need to give somebody what they are looking for in the sport. And 
you know, it, 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 it frustrates me, Scott, because so many people ask me when, when I did this, uh, beyond limits thing with sod, uh, I had no problem coming in with marketing partners, even though everybody else, well, I can't say everybody, even a lot of other people were predicting, you know, doom and gloom because, you know, we had no rules, you know, basically, uh, yeah, I mean, we had a spec tire, but you know, run what you want engine wise. We don't care. We're not going to check you. You know, go ahead, you know, run nitro if you want, you know, <laughs> um, but people don't, you know, realize, you know, what we did, but the marketing partners did, and we had very little trouble. The, the first year we did it, we had like $47,000 in support. The second year we were over 70, the third year we were over 90. Wow. And I have no doubt that that was the end of my business plan. My plan was to, you know, I was done after three years. I have no doubt if I just stuck with it, we'd have been 110, 120. Uh, now, now it, the world is different. It's a very, you know, difficult situation trying to come up with, uh, you know, uh, marketing partners. Uh, besides all the problems that people are aware of, I don't think they're aware of the fact that the venture, their cap, uh, vent, venture capitalists are really causing a problem for racing because these are people with a lot of money. They're buying up the companies that have been known to build up from their racing involvement. And then, uh, the, you know, these people, they're not interested in racing. They're interested in making big profits and increasing profits constantly. And it's hurting the sport and it's, it's not good for us, but I don't know what the alternatives are. Dwayne Hancock, uh, you familiar with Dwayne? Oh, I've he heard of him now the, and then. He's the he's the guy, the, the founder of the AFCS series, yes. among yeah. other things. Yeah. Uh, says that those who treat uh, marketing partner partners like a uh, business partner have success and keep gaining more and more each year. And mm-hmm. and he's also look at that he's yeah. throwing out Terra Terra State Community College, uh, another yep. sponsor for the Attic Fremont <laughs> Championship <laughs> Series. Yeah, he does a great job uh, with yep. with that yep. and promoting. Well, I'm that. glad to see you know, his involvement, and you know it, it astonishes me because I get calls from all over the country, and you know how did you do it? You know how did you make it work? And I tell them, well, you know, I'll tell you in three words. I'll tell you it's promote, 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 and. They just don't seem to get it. There's a lack of you know follow up on that. So. We'll figure it out. <laughs> when when did you uh, when did your association with uh, the Sprint Cars on Dirt series when did that go away and and what is the current status of, of Sprint Cars okay. on Dirt? Do you, uh, do you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I do know. Uh, 2018 was my last year. Okay. And you know, pre- previous over the years, like uh, you know, I didn't actively banish sod myself. But we had some great people, Keith and Betty McCall, who have been around racing forever. Uh, that doesn't mean they're old, but they've just been around <laughs> racing a long time. Uh, they were great. They were very instrumental. They're experienced. Yes, yes, good word, yes. Uh, but 2018 was my last year, and I decided I would sell the series. And um, the new owner uh, did not follow the very simple but precise strategy I had laid out and as a result uh, encountered some problems. Um, I ended up uh, with Sprints again once again and uh, uh, sold it to uh, 
another group that um, unfortunately uh, they've had quite a few problems. So the exact status where they're at with it right now, uh, I, I can't tell you, Scott, but um, in both cases, it was a matter of um, not following the strategic business plan, which was simple, and the abandonment of the spec tires. Once that happened, then everything turned into a uh, full-blown, you know, high-dollar 410 circuit. So, uh, I mean, looking at their website, I did kind of look at that, that nothing's really been updated since uh, last year. So right. you haven't heard anything? No, nope. I, I, I don't know what, what their plans are. So. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit uh, more about your racing career. What are, what are some of the craziest moments uh, you've experienced? Uh... <laughs> well, uh, back when we were running with the Moss Series, uh, we were racing all over, and unfortunately the races were on Wednesday nights. And we had a race in Morgantown, West Virginia, and that's quite a ways away. Uh, and uh, one of my crew just happened to be a, a member of a flying club, uh, Jack Pfeiffer. Um, and uh, uh, we we're fortunate because what we were able to do is send two people with a car, the trailer, or and the race car, and you know, truck and trailer, and uh, you know, three more or four more people fly. Well, it. Uh, to begin with, I realized before long that I always had to go with the truck and the trailer because there were a couple of times where the truck and the trailer at the racetrack and I was waiting for a storm to pass so I could get there. But uh, one time, uh, Kathy and I uh, went down to uh, Skyline Speedway and uh, we uh, got there early and got lost and uh, finally found our way to the track and uh, nobody's there. Uh, as far as our crew. So we find out there, I, I don't know exactly where they were, but they had to land because of a, a storm. So I'm there. I have no crew. Uh, Kathy's the only one with me. So eventually it gets to the point where they say there's a chance they're going to be able to fly in. She leaves the track, leaves me with a truck and trailer and the car. And the uh, promoter's son became my crew man, crew chief complete crew and uh voluntarily yeah okay yeah, yeah. We, we did a very good job because we uh, i i think we finished third then that night uh my crew actually showed up about uh i don't know a few few laps into the feature <laughs> <laughs> so talk about crazy uh yeah but uh oh there you know i mean you could go on and on you know long history 32 years of the sport you know but I had, uh, you know, when I first started out, I started out with my crew from Monroe, Michigan, you know, which is where I lived. Uh, Jim West, Mike Wurstein, Dave Hoffman, and Dwayne DeRocher. And many times they rode in the back of an open bed pickup truck from Monroe to, to Fremont. And many times they were sitting in maybe six inches of water when we got rained out. Uh, then eventually... It evolved, and uh, Gary Bucklew, who is still, uh, you know, my great friend now, uh, was with me forever, and, you know, I could always count on him no matter what. And Ken Swirgos uh, provided us with some really great paint jobs back in the days where, you know, it was a craft and, you know, not dependent on wraps. And uh, then uh, the Fremont gang stepped in, John Nicholas, Greg Lowe, Mark Hurt, and Kevin Ziske became my uh my uh 
team down there. And as I got away from Fremont, then uh, uh, Ron Brown and uh, Tom uh, Valanche uh, from Michigan, uh, you know, became crewmen along with Gary Bucklow. Gary was always there. And you've had a lot of guys helping you out. Even over the time, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. What would you uh, consider your biggest win? Is there one that stands out? Oh yeah, down there, Waycross, Georgia, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, on the yeah. on the the oil track. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I mean, I had. Uh, you know, Deuce had, you know, been with uh, Doug Wolfgang, you know, and, I mean, as far as mechanics at that time, you know, he, even though he had kind of semi-retired, you know, he was one of the best, and, you know, I, I never felt that I deserved, you know, somebody like him, but it, it was very interesting to go to the track and, re, you know, rely totally on someone else and have him just tell me, you know, this is what I've got for you, do this, and I'd say, okay, and it worked so uh yeah but that was definitely my biggest win their 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 championship of their series that year i i just happened to lap him in the feature so not bragging or anything no no uh but enjoying it thoroughly awesome so uh we appreciate you coming in tonight uh what what are you uh up to now i know we were talking a little bit about your your lights that uh, you got going yeah. on there. Okay. Well, what I, I'd like to mention a couple of things. Uh, you know, Ron was, t- you know, I, I had heard Ron talking before about the Oak shade hall of fame. Oh, that thought, uh, I, I think that's a great idea. And I, you know, just my personal opinion, I think the first person in should be John green because, uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, John green, uh, laid the foundation for what it is today. Uh, John and I certainly had our disagreements, uh, regularly, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, you, you still know. there, Ron? Yeah. Are you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I All right. I, I, I wasn't sure. Um, my, the screen on my phone went black. I, oh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can still hear you. I can't hear. All right. Great. I, yeah. I've been, I've been listening. You guys are doing fine. He's, uh, he's talking about your hall of fame deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think there's, I think there's a lot of, uh, benefits that can come with that. You know, sure. uh, we, we can start having, uh, annual, uh, races and, uh, you know, we could pack the stands just with, uh, guys signing autographs. Like John. Yeah. <laughs> John Green. No. Well, him, well, no, that, that not possible, but. No, I don't think I deserve it. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, what I like to say, you know, Scott, is, you know, racing is facing so many challenging problems right now. And, uh, you know, the cost for promoters, racers, fans, everybody's experiencing it. Uh, you know, supply and cost issues for marketing sponsors, um, you know, all of it. And, you know, uh, the question then becomes are race purses too low okay or too high and we've talked a lot about that too yeah yeah yeah. and you know i'm not so sure the only answer to the you know that is to pay more money um let me put it this way if you quit paying racers anything the sport wouldn't die yeah i i kind of look at it this way you have people that race that race for profit you have those that race that don't want to lose money and would be happy breaking easy even and then there's 
people like me that race just for the fun of it, and I know I'm going to go into debt. Sure, sure. I'm not, not going to make anything. <laughs> sure. And, you know, I, I like the micro sprints now. I mean, you know, Darren raced them, and I was totally unfamiliar with them until he did. Uh, I think the classes are great, Scott. I actually think some of these other tracks should look at maybe, you know, putting them into their programs uh, because the cars rely on, you know, much more on driver skill because they're underpowered to a point, uh, but they're not slow. I mean, at a lot of tracks, they've been faster than the sprint cars on the same track. Uh, the micro sprints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 600 cc yeah. motorcycle engine yes exactly yeah uh i really but, you know, enjoy uh, watching uh, i really I enjoy watching the races maybe, out of north uh, carolina you know, adding them to their programs um they gotta do something about the tires and i'm just surprised nobody's taking it on i mean I, you know to me it's rather a simple problem that at least we can achieve a temporary solution if not permanent but nobody, to my knowledge, nobody's doing it. And, you know, maybe there is somebody that's doing it. If they are, they should be out there telling the world they're working on it. You know, promote, promote, promote. Yeah, so, sponsors definitely would help out yeah, with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, too. yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, you need to find creative ways to support the fans. You know, we when we had driver draws, we'd have a kid with each driver, and we'd give them a little toy of some sort. Uh, we gave away an autographed sprints on dirt sign at each race, uh, to someone. Sometimes it was young children. Sometimes it was older people that we, that I, that I felt deserved it. Um, you know, when I went to the track, I didn't know who it was going to go to, but I looked around, you know, and, uh, the people, I mean, we had the one lady that cried, you know, because, uh, at Thunderbird Speedway up in Michigan, she's an old-time supporter of the track, I guess, and sat right down on the corner of the stands because she couldn't get anywhere else. And uh, I gave her the sign. Keep going. So uh, it was, uh, you know, people appreciated it, you know. And, uh, I mean, from our standpoint, we got publicity out of it. And our sponsors got publicity. You know, and, and that was the name of the game. That's what was needed to keep the spark, you know, lit. And that's all kind of died. Um, you know. Well, hopefully it gets relit. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Neighbor was playing music and had the window oh, okay. open, so I didn't, I didn't yeah. want it to get <laughs> yeah. shut off of yeah. Facebook for copyright. Yeah. But. So any of this that's going on, I don't see it as uh, insurmountable, Scott. Just temporary setbacks. Uh, you know, how long the impact is depends on what people do about it. You know, very good. Well, I got some, uh, racing news I want to get to, and I want to actually get your opinion on, on some of this stuff. Have you heard about, uh, this motorsports park in Lorraine, uh, Ohio that, uh, Chris McCrone's working on? Yes. I've heard a little bit about it. I don't know too much. A couple, about uh, the couple but... go-kart tracks and then long-term plans to put a, uh, three eighths mile dirt oval on there with, uh, uh, the hopes of getting all-stars, maybe World of Outlaw sprint cars yes. there. Yeah. And uh, we had Chris on January, I think it was, talking about this, and it was still in the plans. Yep. And and last week, uh, Ron, you tasked me to uh, get an update. Yeah. So I reached out to Chris. They uh, and, and? And they just finalized the engineering 
and are wrapping up the uh, submittal process for their permits. So nothing has actually happened at on the ground yet, but as soon as they get uh, approval on those permits, uh, which he should know uh, more about in three or four weeks, then they're going to be able to break ground. So that's your update. When, when we talked to Chris, it seemed like he uh, had gotten a lot of the, the area council people uh, on his side. So yeah, I think they, I, they still I, I'm hoping that I'm right. hoping that hasn't changed. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah, I think they're they're still on. To, they're still moving forward and everything. They're just a little bit behind uh, their initial schedule. But you know, you got all that bureaucracy bureaucracy stuff that you can't really anticipate. And yeah, so um, he's he'll reach out uh, when when there's another update there. Good. All right. I uh, think that's a wise move. Like you said, he's got a couple of. Uh, you know, go-kart tracks, whatever, that opens the door to run micros also. I mean, you look at somebody like, you know, Shane Stewart has taken over Port City Racing down south, and micros is what it's all about. They don't race anything but micros uh, as their primary classes week to week. It's a lot, of, a lot cheaper. Yeah. All yeah. around, so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Mussy uh, Racing Sprint Series has been added to the uh, August racing schedule at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Uh, the Mussy uh, Racing Sprinters are scheduled to join the CRA Late Models on Friday and Saturday, August 12th and 13th during the racetrack revival at the uh, .625 mile track that's been dormant since 2011. Then they're going to tear up uh, that asphalt and Run some dirt races in October, I think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, before uh, resurfacing it with the hopes of uh, trying to get an ARCA race uh, or even a NASCAR truck race there. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So it's interesting. Moving forward with that whole plan down there in North Wilkesboro. I know John Young, one of our, our uh, correspondents, is a big supporter of that. Um, due to uh, the continuing tire shortage, which uh, we – we spoke about here. It's still affecting things. Sure. Uh, Ron, maybe you need to head to uh, to Black Hill Speedway. Uh, because really? Black Hill Speedway and uh, Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series have canceled the uh, national tour event slated for uh, tomorrow and uh, Saturday at yes. uh, the South Dakota o- Oval. So I, yes. I don't know if you'd make it there in time. but uh, Scott, in, t- in talking with the folks at Towel City, they're really concerned. Oh, uh, I don't like that. Uh, um about what, what it, racing is facing some real issues about midseason, um, and, and it kind of goes back to what John was talking about uh, with the tire rules and making things make a little more economic sense rather than just throwing whatever you want tire wise at it. Uh, things are going to have to straighten around, or, or we're not going to have tires to put on the cars. Yeah, well, the the quote from uh, from uh, who's this quote from? Oh, the AC ASCS uh, owner Terry Maddox. Yeah. He says, uh, "When we were told Hoosier canceled the wait, when we were told we couldn't get t- tires uh, to Black Hills, we started trying to find some to take with us to at least have something." But there just isn't any. Without the ability to fulfill a uh, full order, the distributors can't part with that much inventory at one time. Um, with what, what's going on, unquote. And I know even talking to uh, Dan Dippin about tires, he's kind of having to limit how many he can sell to each person just because. I think you're talking about Craig. But Craig okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get 
smack yeah, for that one. And that's that's happening. I know we heard uh, Ron when I saw you down there at Fremont. Uh, I heard people complaining because uh, there are only so many tires available, not enough for yep. everybody to get one. Uh, so who gets it and who doesn't? And uh, I know up uh, at Butler there was a, a shortage of tires available. And I know for this coming weekend in Michigan, there is going to be a tire shortage problem, uh, most likely. Uh, it's hard to believe that there won't be. But once again, I fall back on you know my idea here, uh, it, 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 for sprint cars anyway. Uh, if you only have to make one left rear tire for everybody, you can make a thousand of those. If you have to make 12 different ones, you can't make yeah, a thousand absolutely. of each of them. Can you even make a hundred of each of them? Probably not. So, so right there, you know, you're, you're feeding the problem and I'm just so frustrated because nobody's, you know, no. So, so the issue then would be to get everybody to agree to a common tire. It, it would be, you know, like, like we tried it and we proved it. Uh, we've even got, you know, those tires, they were proven to be very successful uh and uh i mean it worked so it's not like you have to start from scratch you know because hoosier you know worked with us on the deal so it worked out great you know you, I, you've I'm, got, just, I'm just saying you got all the different uh series yeah, and yeah, you know they yeah. have all their different tire rules and right it's just getting all of them to come to you didn't right. tony stewart or somebody have some kind of uh sprint car uh group that were trying to uh uh bring things together for uh, well you know it, it's pretty much dominated by the top you know group in in the sport the world and, outlaws yeah we you know we know them you know and then you know they, you know they're just part of the you know bigger picture but uh if somebody has to step up and say this is the way it's going to be perhaps it needs to be hoosier yeah that's what i was just thinking yeah. because that's I have <laughs> this is the tire that. we're gonna make yes you yeah, can feel free yeah, to use it yeah, or not yeah now you know people don't go bad mouthing hoosier if yeah. they make that move because they're doing it for the good of the sport the only problem i see is the hoosier tire we deal with nowadays is not owned by the people that owned the original hoosier tire and uh <laughs> it's an ongoing problem there. yeah so, but there's a, it's like I said, they could work on it. They could solve it, but who knows? Uh, we mentioned earlier, John Henry Nemechek winning the uh, NASCAR truck series race at, uh, Darlington Friday night. And, uh, this happened to him while he was doing his, uh, interview, uh, for T or TV, uh, right there on the front stretch. And that puts their heart, heart and soul. Yeah. Can thrown at him from the stand Great. that sounded like a full here catch it just in case you missed it the first yeah. time and if you're listening to us on the the podcast on iHeartRadio or google Podcasts or itunes uh listen for the pop and that puts their heart heart and soul well huh. sounds like a gunshot yes it does yeah and i agree <laughs> it sounded like a full can yeah well and uh this is uh what john had to to say about it in the media center he was asked about it and uh Actually, he was asked if he'd ever had a can thrown at him, and he said, yeah, I don't know what that was about. That thing was full, too. I'm glad somebody didn't hit me in the head with that thing. I thought a tire exploded, unquote. Yeah. So I, fans are becoming crazy. That happened at the the walleye game Saturday uh, night. It was a cup that was thrown at one of the opposing players, oh, really? and really? there was a little scuffle yeah. after the game Saturday oh, night. And yeah. 
So, I mean, are uh, fans getting out of control? It, it seems like. What's it, going on with the world? But, you know, but, you know, now yeah. we're looking at a bigger picture, Scott, yeah. not just racing. You know, like yeah. you said, with walleye, but you name it, anywhere. <laughs> You know, they had just, the malice at the palace uh, about five, ten years ago, where the players came, went out into the crowd of yeah, a basketball yeah. game and were in a physical yeah. altercation. I I don't know. People just can't uh, can't seem to use their head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's crazy. Uh, final uh, news thing here: Dylan Hill, uh, promoter at Cardinal Motor Speedway in uh, Eunice, Minnesota, or. New Mexico, excuse me, was uh, struck by a sport mod that was helping to pack the track this past weekend. Uh, The cars were uh, to run in single file uh, as directed on the receiver, but one driver decided to gun it on the outside of the other cars and struck Mr. Hill. Ashton Hill, Dylan's wife, uh, ran down to the track from the scoring tower and found her husband unconscious and not breathing. Ashton had worked as an EMT for the local fire fire department, and she went to work, got him on a backboard, and called for him to be airlifted. Uh, Dylan (laughs) suffered from a dislocated left shoulder with a dented socket ball bone uh, and a shattered shoulder bone. He had multiple fractures of his vertebrae, a concussion, a puncture wound uh, in his shin, and soft tissue and muscle damage in his calves. Uh, And he also broke his ankle. So he'll be back at the races this week? Uh, He will have to undergo months of recovery and is uh, in a wheelchair and uh, bedridden, bound to a wheelchair. Ron, you probably remember uh, a few years ago uh, at a paved track in Michigan, an official being hit and killed. Uh, He was one of the officials that had worked for us for quite a while. It's a shame. Yeah, in the same situation, you know, uh, people need to be, you know, you know, we have a lot of problem with spectators walking through the pits and thinking they own the middle of the uh, pit road. Uh, yeah. But we also have drivers that re- need to realize, uh, you know, they need to be in control and uh, pay attention. Yeah, the only thing I could think well, of is maybe is he didn't didn't have his receiver in if they were just packing the track. Maybe he figured he didn't need it. That's why. Uh, I know at least at Oakshade, I can speak from experience. They say, you know, we need help packing the track in. You have to have your receiver and your helmet, everything on, yep, you yep, know. Right. Otherwise, yeah. don't get on the tracks. So. Yep. Yeah. This is really nothing new, though, Scott, because yeah. I remember Jim McCune Sr., the the original racing okay. McCune, uh, and he won a lot of races at Fremont Speedway, and he knew that the fans were really getting PO'd with him winning when they were throwing full cans of beer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. True, true story. Well, I, story. I, I, knowing Jim, I thought he would appreciate that. <laughs> he was thirsty. Didn't they have well, it's a, nothing. It's it's nothing new, right? Yeah, didn't, didn't I guess uh, going way back? Uh, didn't that happen to Jeff Gordon winning at Talladega one year or something? Maybe it wasn't him. I just remember there was all kinds of uh, showered with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah, over the track yeah. after. Anyway, yeah. Uh, that's all the news I got for this week. Um, we're going to play How Many, a chance to win a Big D's pizza. And last week's winner was how many total goals were going to be scored in the Toledo Walleye uh, Wheeling Nailers hockey game uh, Saturday night because uh, everything got rained out, so we decided to go with hockey that last weekend. And, Ron, guess what? 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 You uh, you won. Oh, oh you got to be kidding yeah, I think I picked five and you picked uh, six, and the, the actual number of total goals was seven. 
So uh, I've got to go first this week? Yeah, yeah, but we'll get to that. Uh, we did have a... T- okay, 14. We, you don't even know what it is. <laughs> we had a tie uh, for our listeners here. Um, a couple of uh, people that win uh, entirely too much, as a matter of fact, but uh, they won fair and square. So we're going to put their name on the, wow, on the uh, Big D's pizza wheel. Matt again? Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, they, yes, he's one of them. Here we go. Let's share the screen. Boom. Now they can see it. All right. So we got Matt Swander, John Young. They both picked seven. They were in on the dot, so we had a tie there. We're going to spin the Big D's pizza wheel, find out who's going to win that Big D's pizza. They'll have 30 days to claim their prize. Here we go. It's going to be close. It's going to die. It's going to be John Young. All right. Yeah, he never wins Big D's. He's, at least he'll, he appreciates it. He gets out well, there. Well, and, and, and he shares. If he goes over oh, to get one, he always brings one back. Yeah, so he better oh. bring some back for me this time. Congratulations, John. There you go. Uh, 30 days to claim that. And uh, this week's how many? We're going to go back to the initial how many from last weekend. Uh, we got the Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series at Oakshade this Saturday night. How many late models are we going to have at Oakshade Saturday night, Ron? And yes. Uh, no, I'm not even going to say anything. Just how many, Ron? 28. All right. What do you think, John? We'll, we'll put you on in this one. Okay, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, Ron, Ron's got a good number there. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, let me uh, say uh, 30. All right. I'll be optimistic. Man, you put me in a box here. <laughs> I'm going to go with 29. <laughs> go right uh-huh. in the middle. So I got I to gotta be right on if I get it. So uh, if you'd like a chance to win a Big D's Pizza, you can go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or our YouTube Live. Uh, just put a, a number in there. and uh, If somebody picks the bad number, are you going to black flag them? If they pick... <laughs> Well, what would be the bad number? You can only guess once. If you guess more than once, you will get the black flag. Did I see Dean Taylor? Oh, I was Dean Dean Henry. I thought I, I saw two Deans and thought Dean. I was going to get to black flag uh, Big D's Pizza himself, but it was the wrong Dean. My bad. Oh. So, so one guess, and uh, we'll give you until 2 p.m. on Saturday to get in on this. So if uh, you're not listening to us live, you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, if it's before 2 o'clock on Saturday, Go ahead and uh, find our Facebook Live or our YouTube Live and just put your guests in the comments. As long as before 2 o'clock, you will be eligible to win that Big D's pizza. And uh, I was bad. I forgot to send the uh, the schedule over to Ryan Weekman for our uh, oh no our weekend weather pit stop this morning until it was too late. So I'm going to have to do the uh, the weekend weather uh, pit stop for him. A lot of racing going so on. So I, I, can, I can tell you just north of Columbus, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's sunny. It's sunny here, so, although I had to close my window because of the damn neighbors are playing uh, music too loud. So, oh. yeah, but it's warm here, Ron. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's a Friday night. It's warm here. Friday night, uh, no problems here. It's going to be warm tomorrow. I'm going to do the uh, forecast along with uh, the schedule of uh, races this weekend. Uh, All Lima, right, Lima Land, Attica. It's going to be hot. It's going to be nice. The racing's going to be going on. No problems there. Lima Land Motorsports. Dry and dusty. Uh, I don't know about dusty, but it'll be dry. 
Uh, second annual Mike Stryker Memorial featuring UMP Modifieds, Thunderstocks, USAC uh, D2 Thunder Midgets, and the Dirt Track Truck Series. Gates open at 5, racing 7.30. General admission for adults is 12 bucks. Attica Raceway Park, it's the Eric Phillips 34th Anniversary Classic. Uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 Sprints, the Attica Oakshade uh, Late Model Series, and uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series 305 Sprints. Gates open at 5, racing at 7.45, and uh, general admission there for adults is $18. Now, Saturday night. You got Flat Rock Speedway with Jack's Bicycle Autograph Day and Scout Day. Scouts will be admitted free. Uh, late models figure eight street stocks. Gates open at 1.30. You can walk and uh, meet the drivers at 3 o'clock, and then racing will begin at 4 p.m. Uh, don't forget Flat Rock Speedway on that uh, early schedule through the month of May until June. Uh, then they'll kick back to the regular 7 o'clock start time. So uh, this Saturday, starting at 4 o'clock, at Flat Rock Oakshade. Of course, it's the Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series as well. Second night of that. Uh, Sportsman, Dominator, Superstocks, Compacts in action. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General admission for adults, 14 bucks out there at the Shade. Fremont, uh, it's all pro cylinder heads night. Uh, featuring the AFCS 410 Sprints, 305 Sprints, Trucks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. 15 bucks for uh, adult general admission there. Sandusky Speedway. The Pure Stocks, otherwise known as the North Coast Stock Series, or I think that's what they're transitioning it to. Uh, Renegades, Beginner Stocks, all in action. They're going to have two features for the uh, Pure Stocks and Renegades. So um, $7 general admission will get you in to see uh, five feature events because there will be two of the North Coast Stock Series and two for the Renegades. Uh, full payouts uh, for each of those. From what I remember seeing from Chris Mize, uh, staff is not to, not going to get paid. They're working for free that night so really? that they can do that. I don't oh, think neat. I don't think that's true, but <laughs> I, I think that's what he's saying. Uh, they do got, they know that? They got sponsors helping out with all that, too, so I don't know. Uh, but cool deal there. Seven bucks uh, for all that racing. Gates open to four racing at 7 o'clock at Sandusky. And then Montpelier Motor Speedway, a salute to mom, which I thought was odd because Mother's Day was last weekend, but... That's fine. But, but it didn't happen last week. No, that's true. UMP modified, super stock, street stocks, Hornets, gates open to three, racing at 722. General mission, 12 bucks there at Montpelier Motor Speedway. And uh, slight chance of some uh, shower, 60% chance I think I saw. But it looked like it was very spotty, hit or miss, uh, yeah. those showers developing Saturday evening. And uh, also going to be hot on uh, Saturday as well. It's like summer all of a sudden. It's like we went from winter to summer. We just skipped spring. Yep. So um, keep an eye uh, on uh, your WTOL 11 uh, weather app uh, on, on Saturday for that. But I think uh, I think we'll be good to go for, for mm-hmm. most of the Like I said, the rain's not moving in until yeah. the evening. And even when it does, it's not full coverage. It's right. going to be spotty. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, uh, Toledo Speedway kicks off their season with the uh, school bus figure eight with uh, Kenny Schrader driving one of those. Kenny Schrader actually uh, driving in uh, the street stocks and late models at Flat Rock on Saturday night as well. Forgot about that. Uh, late models. Now, what, what, you, what day did you say Toledo was? Toledo's going to, oh, shoot, Sunday. I have Saturday written, but I have May 15th. Just, just, Thank you. Sunday is Toledo Speedways. They're kicking off uh, with that school bus uh, figure eight. Flat Rock is Saturday. So Kenny Schrader will be there. Flat Rock Saturday. Toledo Speedway Sunday afternoon. Late model sportsman factory stock boat figure eight gates open at 1130 racing at 2 p.m. 
Uh, general admission for adults, 21 bucks there at Toledo Speedway for that. And then Waynesfield Raceway Park, they rescheduled uh, Tazos All-Star Circuit of Champions 410 Wing Sprint Show. They're also going to have uh, UMP Modifieds, USAC, uh, Midwest Thunder Midgets, Pit Gates open at 1.30, um, regular gates at 3.30, and racing starts at 6.30 at Waynesfield. General admission for uh, adults, 24 bucks there, Waynesfield on Sunday evening and a chance of rain is uh on a little bit better on sunday so definitely keep an eye on uh, social media and uh, the weather radar for uh, the action on sunday other than that though the temperature is going to be beautiful sunday if the rain stays away welcome to summer and it's not yet <laughs> uh other uh, series action the world of outlaw nas energy drink uh, sprint cars will be at williams grove friday and saturday uh, that's tomorrow and Saturday. Bridgeport uh, Motorsports Park on Tuesday, the 17th of uh, May. Uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, mentioned they're going to be at Waynesfield. They're going to be kind of in this area all weekend long. Tomorrow night, they're going to be up at I-96 in Michigan. Wayne County Speedway over in Orville, Ohio on on uh, Saturday. And then uh, Waynesfield will be wrapping up that uh, three-day trek there on Sunday. And hopefully they get all that in. The uh, NTT IndyCar Series back in action with the GMR Grand Prix on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's going to be on Saturday at 3 o'clock on NBC. The Arkham Menard Series back in action with Dutch Boy 150 at Kansas Speedway on Saturday. That'll be at 2 p.m. on FS1. The uh, NASCAR Cup Series will be at Kansas Speedway as well. That'll be Sunday, 3 o'clock on FS1. And the Truck Series also in action this weekend. Uh, with the Heart of America 200, also at Kansas Speedway. That's uh, tomorrow night, 8 p.m., all on FS1. Xfinity Series has the uh, weekend off. So, A lot yeah. of racing. A lot of racing. A lot of racing. A lot of racing scheduled for uh, this past weekend, and hopefully Mother Nature. Uh... And Yeah, we just got to make sure Ryan Weekman doesn't mess with it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, no calls this week on the hammer down hotline. Actually, I didn't check it, but I'm pretty sure there is no calls. If, uh, you want to call and leave a message, I'm going to have to remove this thing so people can see that number. There we go. 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. Uh, feel free to call, leave us a message. You can also text it too. text us a message and, uh, anything about racing, any, uh, anything, uh, John talked about tonight. If you got an opinion on that, uh, feel free to share it. We'll uh, play it back, read it back on the show next week. Again, that's 419-318-3081. And Scott, I've been kind of out of the loop. Um, where, where do we stand with the walleye? Um, that is a good question. I did see uh, my brother said that they scored. So as far as I know, it's one nothing. He's He's actually downstairs watching it in my living room. Oh, okay. <laughs> so guess where I'm going in a couple minutes. Uh, downstairs to the living room. There you go. Uh, next week, we'll be uh, back live, 7 o'clock Thursday night. I'm not sure who we're going to have on, because I figure uh, we'll pick a, a winner from uh, this weekend from uh, some of the area tracks and uh, All right. have them on the show. So I didn't book anybody for next week, kind of keeping that open. Make sure to like us. John, John, John Bailey uh, put his hand up. He said if we ever need somebody, he he would love to be on. John Bailey from Paul Myra? Yeah. We've yes, talked, sir. We talked to him hmm. quite a few a couple a couple years year, ago. A couple years ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm getting some uh, messages here. It's three nothing. 
So this is game four tonight. The while I could close out that series. So mm-hmm. go on. Yeah, but you don't want that to happen, do you? No, I do because then they get some time to rest before the next series, and the beard will continue. Oh, okay. This is the playoff beard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can continue to look homeless for another week or two. Uh, make sure to like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out at HammerDownRacingReport.com. All our shows are on there and information if you want to be a sponsor. Um, everything you need, it's on there. Make sure to rate and review us, share us with your friends. And uh, once again, support our sponsors. They need to get uh, the yes. bang for their buck. out of uh, That's you know, right. Without them, we don't do this. Yep. Um, Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products. Um, yeah, because we originally when we did this, there was no cost to us because we were I was working at iHeart and we got to use studios for free. Now mm-hmm. we built our own studio. Uh, the streaming stuff costs money, so uh, these sure. guys these guys uh, pay for us to to do to talk yep. Babylon endlessly every Thursday night, right. pretty much. Yes, indeed. right, Ron. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is great fun. All right, right, Ron, we're out. We'll see you uh, next week. John, uh, thanks again for coming in. We appreciate it. Uh, It was uh, definitely fun. uh, I enjoyed being here, and uh, you're doing a great job. Uh, Keep up the good work. All right, man. Appreciate it. See you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!